I would say if the authorities didn't want us involved in the public square, they ought not to have crucified Jesus in the public square. Use humanistic principles. Well, I would say the same idea. Yeah, I would say same that. Hand. I would say, what's the problem with stardust bumping into stardust? In the in the cosmic picture, no, there's no problem. In the oh, cosmic right. picture, it won't matter. No, Mr. President, you are not protecting reproductive freedom. You are authorizing the destruction of freedom for one million little human beings every year. I'm sorry, my friends, but I am tired of seeing Jesus presented as a weak beggar. He is a powerful Savior, and the Gospel is not a suggestion, it is a command. Reverend Mola, don't you sympathize with that? I sympathize with every single human heart wishing to know the one true and living God, but I believe there's only one way that that can happen through Jesus Christ, and the Gospel is about repenting of sin, not celebrating it. adventure. We will explore the spiritual abyss. You have not experienced this before. You're gonna love it. Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. 2 Timothy 4, 2, y'all. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world. That's Luke the Bear. What up? I'm Jeff the Common Ninja. That's Joy the Girl. Hello. You can get more at ApologiaStudios.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A, Studios.com. Go there, get all the past episodes, Apologia Radio, Provoked, Sheologians, Cultish, it's all there. And sign up for all access when you do. You partner with us in all this ministry. So if you've seen our online content... The stuff on our platforms where we are out on the streets engaging, bringing the gospel to the streets in the public square, public debates, the online teaching ministry, it's all made possible because partners just like you do this ministry with us. And so sign up for all access. You get all kinds of nifty gifties too, all kinds of extra stuff, Apologia TV, Apology Academy. You get Ask Me Anything. It's a once a month live stream with all of our partners and friends. And uh, that takes place once a month. Ask me anything. You guys can log in, ask questions. We get to hang out with each other. It's a great time. And we have more coming over the next month or so. We have the Academy. It's the Apology Academy reboot. Kind of like a masterclass situation. Really excited about that. The Academy is coming. We also have Collision, a new series where we are teaching you to engage with the culture, using apologetics, engaging with... uh, popular cultural platform stuff, uh, whether it is uh, gay mirage stuff, um, whether it is the gender bending, whether it is anything. It's on TikTok or wherever we're going to engage with it. It's called Collision, and we have more coming, so be looking forward to that and sign up for all access today. Also, don't forget to get your Bonson U free, free, free account at ApologiaStudios.com. It is Dr. Greg Bonson, one of the greatest philosophers and Christian apologists in the history of the Christian church. We have his entire library, all of his teaching from church and seminary that was recorded. We got it all, and it's all going up at ApologiaStudios.com. Don't forget to do that. I am going to be we we are going to be in kentucky kentucky at, kentucky at the creation museum in kentucky 
uh, next Wednesday, that is January 25th at 11 a.m. So if you are a pastor, if you are a pastor in the state of Kentucky, we have a bill of equal protection and abolition going into the state of Kentucky. It's going in. And so right now we have a meeting, a special meeting for pastors across the state of Kentucky. Come join us. Thank you to Answers in Genesis, Ken Ham, the Creation Museum for opening up to us and to give us this spot uh, to have this special meeting to get together, to pray together, to get you equipped as a pastor and your churches equipped for this bill that will equally protect all humans from fertility in the state of Kentucky. It's happening now. We're flying out. We're going to be there. It's free for pastors. Uh, the Creation Museum has graciously mm-hmm. agreed to give uh, your families, because if you're driving across the state of Kentucky, is they have graciously agreed to give your families uh, half off the admission so they can hang out at the Creation Museum all day. And uh, that is what, uh, what is up. We're also feeding you. So if you're a pastor, we're taking care of your food. We're going to feed you lunch. We have Bradley Pierce, our constitutional attorney, Brian Gunter, our pastor from Louisiana, the help of the bill in Louisiana, myself, Pastor Luke, Dennis Sarfate, um, uh, Abolish Abortion, Kentucky. We also have... Uh, depending on how things go, he's had some dental work and I also just did too. Is my mouth hurting? Um, uh, Ken Ham is scheduled to to squeak. He's special scheduled to squeak, uh, to speak. Um, uh, but if, 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 it doesn't go well because of his dental work, uh, it may not work out, but, uh, we're going to be there. So January 25th, 11 a.m. We have bills going across the country. Go to endabortionnow.com uh, to give there, to be a part of this amazing work. We have at least 10 states this year that we're working in for these bills. That is unprecedented. That has not happened before. It is a huge gift from God. So pray for the work. Be a part of the work. Uh, if you're in Kentucky, come and say hi. Come hang out with us. Come pray with us. Be a part of this amazing, amazing thing that God is doing right now. Um, so I, I, that's really it. You want to mention a... Uh, yeah, I just want to quick mention uh, our sponsors, Armored Republic and New St. Andrews College in Moscow, Idaho. And also, these headphones keep going in and out. It's driving me crazy. There we go. So if you see me fiddling <laughs> with the headphones, it's because they're going in and out. Uh, right now, i got one ear. Um, so we love them. We're grateful for them. And we're thankful to be sponsoring or partnering with them in ministry. NSA.edu. .edu. Go to school, y'all. And... Uh... <laughs> And Armored Republic is... Uh, AR500armor.com. There you go. There you go. Hey, uh, if you guys are watching live right now, uh, Super Chats. Super Chats. If you super do a, Chats. If you do a Super Chat, we'll try to get to your... Uh, we'll try to prioritize Super Chats and answer questions. So, uh, we have so many topics we want to do this year on Apologia Radio, but Joy was very passionate about uh, doing an episode, and she wanted to sort of run it. And so, we're going to... Uh, the title of the show today is, So, You Want to Go Into Ministry? So you want to go into ministry. Uh, it's broader than that. Uh, and and I want to just say, it's just a title. We don't have a lot of space. You can't do like long, crazy extended titles on YouTube. They don't even like that. Um, and so you want to go into ministry. Everybody's in ministry. If you're a believer in Christ, you're in ministry. You're ministering right. to your family. You're ministering to your neighbors, your friends. You're in ministry. Um, congratulations. You congr- already did it. Yeah, so, you want, <laughs> so you want to go into ministry. Hey, you're welcome. You're there. Uh, no, this is much broader. It's bigger. It's more specific. And so we're going to hand this over to Joy the Girl right now for her episode. Yeah. Um, well, we've been getting this. It seems there, there's been a surge of this question being asked, how do I do what you guys do? And obviously we have, there's a lot that goes on around here. You could say that. Um, So we're going to kind of, we're going to be focusing on Apologia Radio 
a little bit more. So like a media ministry type thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, But obviously there's going to be crossover between Apologia Church and and Abortion Now, I would Mm -hmm. assume. Obviously planning a church is different than starting an evangelism ministry. Right. Um, but yes. obviously sometimes they're also the same thing. <laughs> um, so, you or know, one leads to the other. Yeah. So we're just going to, I have a, I have a bunch of questions and we're just going to kind of see, and we haven't really, I don't even know. I'm trying to, I was trying to think of when the last time we really s- discussed like on the show, mm-hmm. kind of the beginnings and how things started and, and what that looked like, and yeah. you're one and of the few people that know that. So, how, how have we ever actually? Done, uh, yeah, and no. I don't. Uh, I would imagine if we have, it was probably like a laughably long time ago. Yeah, to the yeah. point where we have much revising to do. Yes. Um, but so yeah, I just kind of came up with some questions. I'm gonna try to just. It's gonna be relaxed, fun, but the hope is that that <laughs> it's encouraging and maybe um. Uh. A little bit of a kick in the pants, if that's what you need, or encouraging, if that's what you need, or okay. both. Um, okay, so, well, I was just going to say, just to kind of contrast maybe uh, where we are now, what a lot of people might think of the ministry, we should probably t- kind of talk about what things were like in the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, and so, I don't know, my question to both of you is just kind of where were you guys at before and again this apology of church and and apology of radio are a little interconnected especially Mm -hmm. in the beginning days but um but what were you guys doing yeah when this all kind of came about and happened so um I was pastoring at a church in it's like Awatuki it's technically Phoenix but Awatuki um, yep. and, uh, basically a reformed Baptist church, uh, serving there. And, um, I met Luke, I think we actually officially shook hands and met probably at youth group. You were in the youth group. Yeah. Well, so, I was, I was, I had just turned 18 just when I met yeah. Luke and his wife, Cheryl serving. In and youth, I was, yeah, yeah but I, yeah. so I was serving, but you were, you were, for, at one point, you were like the college age college. pastor, so yeah. I was like yeah. going to your group too. Yes, that's yeah. right. Yeah, and I always remember the time you were making fun of me and doing skits about me in behind my back. <laughs> uh, I, I ran in. I, I I happened to pass by a doorway when her and her friend were like making videos in like a conference room, and they were like being me, and like I saw it, like I like the crack in the door, and I, I see I them in there, and they were like they had they pulled their shirt open, they had like hair drawn oh, on their chest, they were that like was a, yeah, they were like hey hey. I was like, are they trying to be me? Like I've never heard this. Yeah, I feel uh, like I maybe do you a little more justice yeah, now. Yeah, I hadn't known you for all yeah, that long. Yeah, yeah, right. That's how your perception of me was a guy with his shirt. I don't kinda... know if he had instantly go with like chest hair. Yeah, now. no, I don't even know how that happened. Um, so uh, I was pastoring there, serving in ministry there, and uh, the first time I, I saw Luke was. Uh, I was in worship, Sunday worship, and uh, they had the worship band up. I think it was from the youth group. It was the youth group, youth group worship band was up on the stage running uh, worship, uh, the singing for that day. And uh, this ginormous man is up there wearing shorts, 
no shoes, so he's barefoot on the stage during no worship. <laughs> yeah, and uh, he had this ginormous beard, gauges tatted up, and I was just like, he's got this big old bass guitar. And I remember I was sitting next to Candy. I was big like, old bass I was guitar. like, what is this craziness? <laughs> and I was like, it's clearly the youth group ministry, right? And like this big dude barefoot on the stage. And I remember I said to her, I said, I said, dude looks like a bear playing a guitar. And that's where it, the nickname bear came from. I came from, from me. that very first moment. Came from me seeing him. I said, it looks like a, literally looks <laughs> like a bear, like a bear, bear playing a bass guitar. It was like something like, and in, in like the Disney resorts, it was like, you know, a bunch of like puppets and the big bear. <laughs> <laughs> like a Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. Animatronic. Yeah. Like in Splash Mountain. So, yeah. uh, we, I I don't know if is all that stuff there. It wasn't that like deemed no, it's racist there. or something. It's still there. Is it? If they tear down Splash Mountain, I'm going to hurt somebody. Oh, I hate Splash Mountain. I hate getting wet and walking around all day at Disney wet. That's like my my family's always like, you need to get on this ride with us. I'm like, I'm not. It's it's nine o'clock in the morning. I'm not going to walk around soaked I don't until be wet all day. tonight. And they were like, you're not going to be soaked all day. It's like, yes, you will. But it's not just any water, Jeff. It's do Disney you sit in water. the front? Yeah, Disney water, huh? Do you sit in the front? And see, everyone says they look. If you sit here, you won't get wet. I did it like one time. I sat where they told me to sit, and I got soaked and it was just it ruined the whole experience I, back. I, I was grouchy all day it's just no good <laughs> it's just no good um so anyway that's where i met luke we connected really closely in the youth ministry um pastor scott at the time started asking me to do more work in the youth ministry and so we got very close our wives got very close we spent uh many many an hour uh at my house w- w- watching like the really the, the blossoming of our friendship was when we discovered we were like we laughed about the same things and we we're interested in the same things and mm-hmm. so it was like watching Flight, of the, Fli- Flight of the Concords hours of Flight of the Concords as these young couples they didn't have a, a, a child yet it was just Candy and I that had small kids and we were just up to the late hours of night watching Flight mm-hmm. of the Concords and anyway so we started to get more involved in youth ministry and then some some tough things some tough times hit that church. Um, uh, they had, they lost their founding pastor and, uh, two of the other elders and pastors, uh, went off to get, take positions in other churches in the other side of the country. And, um, and so the church kind of came to me and said, you got to help and rescue this hurting church. You, you're it. And so then I was sort of the catch all. I was like the teaching pastor for Sunday. I was the youth pastor. I was a family pastor counseling. I was taking on everything. And uh, somewhere in there, and I'll just try to skip over a lot of stuff. Somewhere in there, um, I'll skip over a lot of stuff. Basically, someone there told me, hey, there's this uh, hospital downtown. It's a drug rehab. And uh, we lost our chaplain. Can you take over uh, chapel for tonight? And I was like, wait, mm-hmm. what? What is it? And they were like, it's, it's a hospital. It's like a 24-hour hospital detox, 30-day inpatient program kind of a thing. And we don't have a chaplain for tonight. They have a Christian program. I was like, uh you mean I can preach the gospel to a room people that can't leave? Yeah, uh, I'll do it. And so I went that night and um, preached the gospel. A bunch of people came to Christ that night. I was like, man, what is this? I was like, is this happening all the time? He's like, yeah, it's 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 constant. It's it, They come in every day. And I was like, wow. And so basically they asked me to take over the role as uh, the head chaplain, the full-time chaplain there, while I was pastoring at this church in uh, Awatuki. And so what it really ended up being was we were kind of nursing this uh, hurting church back to health again. Uh, Pastor Luke and I were kind of doing everything in terms of youth ministry. Well, and you also had, at that time, you had Apologia Christian Ministries, which was your Mormon and cults evangelism ministry. Exactly. So I'm kind of skipping over a lot of stuff in terms of... I mean, yeah, it's a lot to... No, but that's a good good point. That probably needs to be brought in, is that Luke and I were both very passionate about apologetics and reaching the cults. 
that was also something we had strongly mm-hmm. in common. He was he was invested in that back home. Yeah. He saw that I was heavily invested in that. So we put it before the Lord. The Lord pulled some things off in our lives to make it clear that the Lord was calling us to do this. So we started Apology of Christian Ministries as a outreach and apologetics Christian organization. All the while we're juggling church, youth ministry, um, the hospital and all that stuff. It was like we were juggling a lot of things. And then I almost said a lot of plates, but you don't juggle plates. Well, I'm sure if I go to YouTube, I'll find someone juggling plates. Spin um, plates. Spin plates. Spinning plates. So, yeah. uh, to, again, I'm skipping over a lot of stuff here, but basically it became very clear in a number of ways that the Lord was calling us to plant Apologia Church. Now, I want to say I had zero, and this is probably going to come into play a lot with what you asked today. Mm-hmm. I had zero and I mean this, zero plans never crossed my mind. It was never a part of my thinking. I was like, maybe this will happen one day. I had zero intention of ever planning a church. None. I just wanted to serve with other pastors and serve God's people and teach and preach and all that. And I had no intention of planning a church. So when the, fir- when the, the, the suggestion was first made, my response was absolutely never, no way, no how. And Luke was the same. It was like, no, that's we're not. That's not what we're doing. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna shepherd these people, love these people, do the hospital. We're gonna do apology of Christian ministries. That's it. And after a period of time, the Lord started making it more and more clear, you're doing this. And it was through the circumstances, through God's people speaking to me and to us about it. And then we started to take it seriously when I had like pastors and seminary professors telling me you're supposed to plant this church. And we had a very, a very close friend and pastor who both love that told me one day, he called me up while I was praying, Lord, what do you want me to do? He told me, Jeff, if you don't uh, plant this church, you're sinning against God. And I respect him and trust him. And he knew me and knew the ministry and knew, knew my gifts and my capabilities. And so I took it seriously, started praying, okay, Lord, we'll open our hearts to this now. So Luke and I, for a period of, I don't even know, Luke, what was it, like six months or a year? I have no concept of the time. It um, seems like it was a long time. It was at least six months, yeah. We just started putting before the Lord, Lord, if you want this, you have to do it because we are not doing it. Like, this is not going to be of us, built by us. If you want this, you've got to build this house. And so he started making it more and more clear in a number of ways. I'm going to skip a lot of stuff. There was a lot of miraculous answers to prayers and some stuff that was very difficult to deal with where the Lord was shoving us out. And so we started putting things before the Lord. Okay, Lord, uh, we're there. You're showing us, but you need to do this if you want us. Because we're not doing it, Lord, if you're not in it. So if you want us to do it, you have to do this. And we would get the answer. And then we'd ask again for something else. And then it got to the point where it was like, okay, we might be offending God here. Like we keep asking, he keeps answering. So we finally got to like a last one. And it was, all right, Lord, you want us to do this. We need a place to care for these people who are coming out of the hospital. Right. And uh, we can't pay anything. Uh, he he can't feed his family. I can't feed my family. How are we going to plan a church when we literally have no you guys financial? Both had full time jobs that were not. <clears throat> I mean, you were a, you were a chaplain. The hospital was but, yeah, but you weren't a like you were pastoring, but. You, you well, had full-time jobs where you were not the pastors of churches. No, and we're making peanuts. Like, I'm making peanuts at the hospital. Yeah. I mean, really, it's offensive at what they paid me. It's it's, off- I mean, it's offensive. considering how much it costs to send someone no, to a it's rehab. it's genuinely offensive. When <laughs> I reflect weird. on it, I'm like, that was offensive, what they paid me. Because um, it was it was hurtful uh, and hard to survive. Luke, um, same thing. He's serving full-time ministry 
with the church and everything we were doing and he's he's just well, i had been laid off twice i was in the construction industry and yeah that was like you know between 2008 2010 and at one point did you remember when you traveled you had to like yeah that was before i got laid off the first oh, okay time. yeah so i was just literally like doing handyman job like whatever i could to make money and, yeah. and there's something to say i know that luca want to talk about this too something to be said to men who desire vocational ministry you have to sort of um that the position of vocational ministry it's faithfulness that should land you there not you vying for the position that that those are men that always terrify us Men who want the position or trying to get the position, you right. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Those guys scare us because if you are truly called to ministry, it's a God thing and he's doing it in you. It should be obvious to everybody because, oh, it is the case that he's all these things. Right. You're, you're doing the work of ministry. You're, you're caring for people. You're sacrificing all those things. You sort of, I almost feel like it should be so organic you fall into it where everyone around you goes, right? Go. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. you're supposed to stand there, sir. Right, you know what I mean? Because it's just—it's so obvious that the Lord is using you in that way. So, with guys that want to go into vocational ministry, they want to be a pastor, they want to lead others. I'm terrified of the guys that like want that position. I want to lead others. It's like, no, you should be a leader, and God's using you, and everybody around you just goes, "Yeah, that's obvious." Like, please stand there, sir. Mm -hmm. um, and but men who are just like, I want to, I want to get, I want to throw, I want to just go right into ministry and start getting paid and just, just only do this. It's like, yeah, you know, that scares me. And you kind of need to hurt a little bit and show that like you're doing this with the right motivations. And so like with Luke, Luke, um, I'm busy like around the clock. What I have in front of me are like the hospital, the people we need to care for, and then the church. Like all I'm seeing, Luke is sort of managing all of all of that and what's coming from that. And he is busting his butt, like finding jobs to feed his family. And so like you're talking like from sunrise to sunset, it's total investment in the lives of other people and caring for your family. And it's like, where can I get a job? How can I make this work? And it hurt. It wasn't comfortable. It was not comfortable. It hurt really. I'll let you speak to that. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, I don't, what was the original question? It was just kind of like a recap okay. of where you guys were before. Yeah, yeah. Because there's so many things I want to say, but I don't want to get us off track. Yeah. Um, from the direction you want to go. Um, yeah, I mean, first, I mean, first thing I want to say is just like we we always say this all the time, but you should have an internal and external call. So a lot of times, we'll get people that are like, "Oh, I want to start this ministry," or "I want to do full time ministry," and it's like, "Okay, cool." that's the inward call do you have an external call do you have someone that you're that's an authority over you that you're accountable to saying yeah like you were saying like you should have pastors that say yeah you're you're fit for this this is a good a good spot for you um because too many guys just want to like they just want to do their own thing and they have no accountability there's no one you know um in authority over them and and then it, you become lone wolves and Wolves. 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 Uh, you know, so that was the first thing I want to say. Um, and, uh, but yeah, I mean, just like, I, I mean, there's so many things here. I mean, even starting Apology of Christian Ministries, it was like, uh, that was, you know, that was a year and a half, right? A year and a half before we started the church. Like, um, <laughs> we were literally going like door to door to churches with brochures that I think you paid for out of your own money. Like, yeah. It was like a thousand bucks back then. I remember it was like nine hundred some dollars, and that was that was a big deal then. And we were literally going like church to church, like, "Hey, 
So, you like, uh, you love the Mormons? Hey, you like the apologetics? <laughs> you like the apologetics? Because we do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. yeah. We're like trying to like go to churches around the country, like, and no one seemed to care. So it was a while, like, you know, but, but that's also when we started the YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, um, that's been a huge thing for us, obviously, is those videos we were putting out sometimes with the little, Radio Shack recorder, we didn't even have video, yeah. and it was like, Well, that's one of my questions is like, cheesy graphics, you know, like, what kind of equipment did we yeah. did this all start yeah. with? Radio Shack, yeah. $23.95, uh, little recorder, and you could hear the airplanes flying over while we're at a picnic yeah. table with Jehovah's Witnesses. And not yeah. a video audio recorder, no, a audio can, record, yeah. a yeah. voice recorder. Yeah. If you go back into the very first videos of Apologia Studios most watched videos. on this channel, you'll see my editing skills is a black screen <laughs> with just the audio in there. And like uh, the the original Apologia um, uh, logo with looks like wings, and I had like this water thing going, so it looked like wings were flapping. And I was like, "Hey, check this out! I got the wings to flap." <laughs> I mean, that was cool back then. Yeah, I was like, "Look, yeah." Was uh, that like an old like iMovie? Yeah, like, it was like raindrop yeah. effect. Exactly, <laughs> the wings yeah. were flapping. Yeah. So I mean, that's you know, we just we just busted our tails. Like we're just trying to you know do whatever we could and we're literally like driving around looking for missionaries chasing mission to, mission we know. call it hey, mission, get over here. missionary hunting we yeah. literally well, spent all day driving around looking for missionaries and we pop out and try to talk to them well yeah i think so when i was kind of thinking about like this episode now as now as established pastors i feel like a lot of your ministry is seeing things and responding to them like responding to issues in the culture obviously in the church or online or whatever um but you know like so it's it's sort of a but your response is not just like i feel this general calling to like be on youtube or talk to people about god's word you guys started with a very specific vision and you were responding to a specific group you were mm-hmm. responding to the cults and then and then at some point too this response to what do we do with people who are coming to Christ inside of this rehab yeah. facility yeah. Uh, what do, and where do I send them and what do I and so it was it's but it's almost it's um it's like the the problems happening first it's not you like looking right. for it right you're just seeing the the problem that requires that responding right too and it, it's a more it's just a more like organic thing it's yeah. not you know well and yeah, that, that's exactly right and i think even with like apologia studios with with our with our youtube channel us putting out videos i always try to stress to people like look um the 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 genesis of this platform and like you being able to like view an evangelism encounter um like that was only like way down the road we were already doing the work and so like there are countless hours of ministry outside of the Mormon temple and on the streets that I put in, we put in countless hours for, you know, over a decade um, before we ever got a, a, before the channel was started and there was a recording, it was like the only people that were there were like me, the person I was talking to, and then the Holy Spirit. Like, you know, it's kind of like that. It's like there were, those are the only witnesses. Now you get to witness it because we have the technology, we put it up, but the work was being done anyways, right? right? And so like, I think that's the healthy way to look at it is like with ministry, the calling of the ministry is you're just doing the work anyways. It's it's organic. You're not doing it for fame. You're not doing it. You're doing it because you love the Lord. You love this person. 
Um, and so I'll just I'll just just jump ahead. So basically, uh, the Lord made it very clear externally. Men saying into my life, "Hey, we know you. We know your life." This is what you're supposed to be doing. And the Lord answered some big prayers for us that we put before him. And so I had one last ask of the Lord. Um, and that was like, well, I'm not doing this unless the elders of the church that I'm at will bless it and agree and, and lay hands on me and send me. I won't do it. And of course, that all happened. It was unanimous. And they said, yes, they brought me before the church, laid hands on me, prayed for the work. And we were off. And the challenging thing was, is this is still a smaller church at the time. And uh, we didn't have any support. And so like Luke and I jumped off the cliff with our families. Um, he was making wh whatever little money he could to feed his family. I was making the, the peanuts I was making at the hospital uh, to, to provide for my, it wasn't enough to care for our families. So we were jumping off like into a, off a cliff to say, Lord, we're just gonna trust you. You're clearly behind this, but Lord, you're gonna make it happen. So we planted Apologia Church um, and we were at the family building of the hospital and that first night of service, Lord's Day, uh, I think we had maybe at the most 10 people were present. You were present for that. Mm -hmm. um, and um, and everybody in there was like in halfway houses, families destroyed, you know, lives destroyed, had come off a of drug and alcohol addiction to Christ. And the Lord took uh, care of us the very first night uh, the, uh, in, in a miraculous way, took care of us the very first night. Didn't make any sense, but it happened. And God's been taking care of us ever since. So that was sort of like, how this came about was we waited um, on the Lord to make it clear through the circumstances, of course, through the passion he had put in our hearts, but also through men with authority in the church who said, we agree, absolutely good to go. Right. And then you guys were together. Yeah. So yeah. you guys had a buddy yeah. to be with. Yeah. And I, I laid hands, I laid hands, buddy. I laid hands on Pastor Luke was it the? It was the first Sunday. It was the first Sunday. That's where I laid hands. Uh, and the first Sunday of our church plan, I laid hands on him in a gracious way. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. I, I didn't throw hands. Choking me. Right? I didn't throw hands. He had laid hands on him before. Yeah, at that yeah, point, yeah, but. yeah. It was a lot of this, but it was un, it was unofficial. That was more of an official. Um, and uh, yeah, and that was rough. I mean, the beginning of our ministry was very, very rough. Um, I, I, you know, we can go on for hours. A whole, you could do episodes on how difficult the first um few years were uh, oh yeah just at, time i mean even stress on the families yeah. and yeah as pastors of a, of a church that's coming to life out of a drug rehab that is a very unique situation it's not like planning a church in a suburban area you know in a strip mall not to say that those those don't come with challenges of course right. they do but this was unique yeah. i mean it was unique because everybody there was like very new to christ oh, very yeah. fresh and so it was one of the most amazing experiences of my life. It was beautiful. I have some of the best memories I have in my life are the beginning of this church plant, but they're all they're all like uh, attached to some of the most painful moments <laughs> of my life. Yeah, you know. Well, I was going to say too. Like, I mean, I'm seeing some questions in the chat. Um, but one thing I think is important, <clears throat> you know, I probably had been doing, I don't know, like ten years or so of some form of ministry you know, just right. in my church, through my church, yeah. whether youth group or evangelism, I know the same with you, probably longer than that. And, um, you know, so there was a lot of time we had put in well before God called us to, to plant this church. And I mean, I honestly, when I, when I felt called to do full-time ministry, I was still working a construction job Yeah, and I was having prayers like, Lord, how is this going to work? 
I don't know how, you know. And then through some very uh, sovereign uh, uh, moments, God-ordained moments and um, circumstances, um, you know, he thrust us into that. And, I mean, it was good. It was a good five years of us playing the church before we were paid full-time. Yeah. You know, five years. So that's working, you know, three jobs for Jeff. I was doing whatever I could, you know, like, um, and five, doing the church. Five, for six jobs. I even worked some jobs with you. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I tried. I always try to forget those appeals on my memory, we, but you seem to always we, want to bring them up. We worked. We worked as bouncers. We did. We worked. We had as, to break up a fight. Once. We had to break up a fight uh, in, in a no, club. Right. I forgot about that. Bouncers. We. Uh, I forgot I, about that too. <laughs> yeah, I did. We did drywall, uh, which yeah. you did all the time, and then uh, we put up a fence and like a horse. Oh, that was the a worst. horse thing. That, that I remember that day was awful. It was that very was, hot. That was awful. It was very hot, and all this while doing full time, like yeah. nose to the grindstone, around the clock ministry. Right. Yeah, I was yeah. talking to Pastor Zach the other day because I was. I asked him. I was like, "How many times?" Because he did the same thing. Like, I was like, "How many times did you have to cancel?" Uh, <laughs> get this guy calling me right here. Uh, how many times uh, did did you have to cancel uh, appointments because you got stuck at a job? <laughs> like you know you couldn't leave, you know. And he's like all the time, you know. So we had stuff like that happen, you know. So it was a good five years where we're like, you know, of hard ministry. But the what the point I'm trying to make is that our number one priority had to be providing for our families, and it had to be taking care of our families and then and that was a challenge for sure yeah. um but we learned a lot um but it took a lot it wasn't just like it wasn't like oh i'm gonna do full-time ministry okay and then i'm pay, being paid to do it like i had to put in the work i had to, to literally bleed literally yeah. i have scars we won't get into that yeah uh you know, sweat <laughs> yeah. and cry and yeah. like you know do all that you know before and, god was like okay you've earned you've earned full-time pay you know it's like well and and i think you know you don't want to necessarily think this way, but it kind of has to be embedded in you. And it has, I think it has to be a part of your thinking and heart is the truth be told. Um, Luke and I worked for free for Christ period. And we were happy. Yeah. yeah. We were happy. I was as happy about what God was doing with us and in us with zero pay as I am now. Right. Uh, being, being vocational and like doing it full time mm-hmm. And being able to like provide for my family so they don't starve um, hasn't made me more spiritually happy. Like I was happy and joyful in the Lord and what we were doing then as painful as it was with no money whatsoever, as I am now being able to know that I, okay, I can, I can keep the lights on. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, which is, I, that's an important thing to consider for anyone that's thinking about um, doing vocational <laughs> ministry. Right. Yeah. Um, if you like, if your if your uh, happiness or contentment is tied to relaxation or pay or uh, you know comfort in any way, that might be an indicator right. that you're you're not ready. You're not you know. Or yeah. I don't know. And I I do think that there's something about having the dynamic of having like a friend i know i called you buddies earlier but like having that's, someone that's, that you're that's that accurate. you're no it's fine you're strong with and that shares your your vision and is responding with you yeah. um yeah you know uh well so uh so okay so to move to kind of to the next uh well i'll move us forward a little bit 
but it was the rehab facility. You were the chaplain there, mm-hmm. and then they were sponsoring uh, radio time. Yeah, they were marketing on the Christian radio. Right. Yeah. So they had a radio show, and you you would split time. It was you and then one other gentleman Larry. that worked. Okay. Yeah. So and that was Redemption Radio. Yeah. Well, so what happened was is they came to me. They said, hey, we're paying for um, ad time on this Christian station locally. And they said, because we're paying for ad time, we can have a free hour of radio show a week. They were like, do you want a radio show? And I was like, uh, sure. Sure. They were <laughs> yeah. like, they were, and I was Why like, not? what do I, can I do what I want? They were like, yeah, just, I don't know. Let's just take it. It's a free hour. I was like, uh, sure. Absolutely. Cool. And so at the time, I think the other guy, the clinical guy was like, well, I guess maybe I'll take two of those and do clinical stuff. You can do the theological stuff. And I was like, that's fine. And so Redemption Radio, they gave to me and we ran with that. God, we're actually tremendously blessed Redemption Radio. And I always said, if that hospital had ever listened to even one of those episodes, they would have not liked me being there. Um, I mean, yeah, even your, the... The amount of time you stayed there yeah. was sort of very miraculous. Providential. In and of itself. Yeah, yeah, well, of it's because they're it's because they're making millions of dollars off this. It's a secular hospital at the time. They're making millions millions of dollars because they're still a Christian hospital right. on the internet. Right. They're advertise they advertised a traditional AA track and then a Christian, a Christian program. program. So people so, flew out their family members from across the country every single day to come to this uh, Christian rehab. Yeah. And I'm I'm it. Right. Not that's not boasting. I'm saying when it was called a Christian rehab, it literally was this is our pastor Jeff. He runs the Christian program. Did I have assistance? No. Did I have anybody that helped me with the program? No. Did I have anybody that oversaw the program? No. It was like literally they were making millions of dollars a year off their Christian program and it really was just me. Yeah. So when I would get in trouble for saying things like Jesus is the only way to God at this secular hospital, they'd bring me in the office and they're like, Did we heard that you said that like Jesus is the only way to God? And I was like, Yes. And they're like, can you? And I was like, guys, you hired. No. A, it was like you hired a Christian pastor for a yeah. Christian program. That's what I'm doing. And I, used to, I would say things like, just fire me. Well, and in a way, you had leverage because it was just you, right? I say fire me, and they would always go, "Well, we know I'm not going to fire you, Jeff." Like you know, just try to try to work with the other programs that are going on here. I was like, um, no. <laughs> I was like, no, I can't. So I was like, this is the. This is, I'm like, this is Christian theology, guys. Like you can't. I I told him one time, like you can't advertise a Christian rehab program. And not right. accept Christian theology. Right. And I was like, so that's what this is. People who are sending their families here from Chicago and all over the country, yeah. it's because they expect me to be saying this. Right. That's what a Christian program is. And they were like, oh, no, no, okay. So they gave me Redemption Radio. God really blessed that in a tremendous way. And really what was happening was we were just taking the MP3 that was airing locally and we were just putting it online as Redemption Radio and mm-hmm. people were being blessed by it. So after a while, I think that was kind of going away or I had the idea we just need to do this on our own and we need to do it our way with no restrictions the way we really yeah. want to do it. And so I said, Let's, I think, I think they were kind of starting to crack down on you a little bit. more. Maybe that's what it was. So, and I, so I, you were, I think maybe you were sensing your time even there yeah. kind of coming to an end. And <clears throat> so I, I said, I, let's just do this on our own. And so I asked you guys mm-hmm. like, what do you think? Let's do, let's do a show. Let's, and we try to come up with names and it was like, obvious is, I guess, I think it was Luke was like, well, I think apology or radio is the best. That's what, that's who we are. And so we did apology or radio launched it and God blew it up. I mean, it was, it was going everywhere. It was blessing a lot of people. We had great guests on. We We're talked, the OG podcasters. Yeah, it was, it was, well, God KPXQ was, for some reason 
Like we had a great tech who loved oh, us. J-Man. And J-Man. they just and they just I like J-Man. again that was another thing where they probably would have cracked down on us a little bit, but yeah. for some reason we just They didn't. We just yeah. Slip through the cracks right. every time the Lord allows us to slip through the cracks. Um, yeah. And uh, it, it, so what happened was after a long time doing Apologia Radio, uh, KPXQ loved us. And they wanted us to stay. They said that we were one of the most popular local shows they had. And they wanted us to like now like renew a contract. And so basically they gave us the contract and I'm, I'm kind of pouring over this contract and I'm thinking over it. I'm like, we're paying like, first of all, we don't have any money as a church. And so like yeah. we're, we're starving as it is. Yeah. And like trying to make this show work and it's blessing a lot of people. And so we knew God was using it and it was having an impact on people's lives. But I'm looking at the price tag of like 1800 or 2000 a month. And I'm like, that's to sit down and have a tech, like run a board for one hour a week we did two shows a week, I think, is what it was. I can't remember. Yeah, because we did we recorded two at a time, so yeah, two yeah. hours. And yeah. so I was like, but we could literally do that with our own equipment. Like we could do it as often as we right. want, every single day, because we're not we don't care about the, the terrestrial thing, like the local. We're like that doesn't matter to us. It's the international stuff and the online. And so I just I had an idea. I was like, why don't we just take that money and instead of paying it to this radio station, let's get a small studio space. I was thinking even like a room that's 10 by 10. I didn't care. Yeah. And so I told Luke, I was like, what do you think about this idea? Let's start an actual studio. We can do whatever we want. And I and so I just sort of we 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 thought we're both with exactly the same vision. Yeah, that money could be used. We could spend that much money in one month to buy the equipment. And then just sit in a room somewhere. We can cut an episode every day if we wanted to. And it was like literally as small as you can possibly think. And so we were like, yeah, we're in agreement. And so um, we started, um, I can't remember that. Okay, I'll try to put this together. I might be getting some of this stuff wrong here. But oh, I know, no, I'm, no, ju- I'm just no, now I got realizing. Yeah. I got it right, actually. No, so Luke and I finally decided, yeah, that's the move. That's the move. Mm. We start a studio. Mm. We do it ourselves. And so we told KPXQ that we were going to probably not renew. But Luke and I know we've got this massive dream and we don't have the money to pull it off. Yeah. Like, wouldn't that be great? Ha ha. Like, wouldn't that be awesome (laughs) if we could do this? But we we don't have any money to do it. Um, And we legitimately didn't. Um, Because at the time, we still also were barely surviving. And it was like, hey, you want to invest in this now? And I was like, but that's the way we have to go. And so, um, so what happened was Luke and I didn't tell anybody. You guys were also running around all night scooping people, scooping people off, off the, the street. streets. Yes, mm. and so Luke and I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my wife. I don't think he told Cheryl. I we did didn't not. tell anybody, and we just put it before the Lord. We we're like, Lord, if this is what you want, we're all in. But you do it. You build the house. You do it, and so show it. But drop the money on us. That's what we asked. Drop the money on us if you need us to do it. Want us drop to drop it like it's hot? Exactly, and he did. It was the next day. <laughs> Like literally Luke and I are outside of the studio of KPXQ. We prayed that prayer. And the very next day I get a phone call from someone I actually didn't know really very well at all. He calls me up and, Hey, what are you praying about right now? And I just said, Oh, well actually Pastor Luke and I are praying about this and starting apology of studios. And it'd be like this, we could do this. We could reach these people. And he was like, Oh, that's great. I was actually going to call you to let you know, I have $35,000 to give to you. And I was like, 
well, looks like we're off. And so <laughs> I called Luke. I told him. I was like, That okay. happened. Stuff like that happened sort of happened. odd it happens of times. all <laughs> the time. That's, when, that's kind of why we, we behave in the way that we do is that when the Lord puts a passion in like our children. heart for something. Well, yeah. When we behave in the way that we do with prayer to God, we're like, hey, this is necessary. Yeah. It needs to be done. Our prayers are, are really like that. We're like, Lord, we trust you. Yeah. Of course, yes. But you dropped the money on us. And then it's like, he just shows up. Right. In amazing, we got so many stories like that. So he did. And so Luke and I, basically, we started looking around for a space. And when we first looked, we were like literally finding like small office spaces that it was just give me one room. I just we just need a desk and some microphones and a computer system kind of a thing. And that's all we were looking for. And then I'll skip ahead of a million things that a miraculous have that happened to get us in this space. But God had us run into some Christians who are in charge of this space, own this space, and from our perspective by accident. Right. And they gave this space away to us. It should have been like forty five hundred dollars a month, which we didn't have. They told us, eh, pay a thousand or if you can't pay, don't pay. And yeah. that's how we got it. And yeah. so we started Apologia Studios with a very small uh, donation. Now, $35,000, I know, doesn't seem like it's a small donation, but in terms of starting a studio, that's small. Uh, and so we just literally, Marcus was on board with us. Yeah. And we said, dude, make this stretch. Yeah. And so Marcus had like one or two cameras of his own mm -hmm. that he brought with him when he moved out here. I think we maybe bought one more small camera uh, we had nothing to speak of except like the most rudimentary stuff, and it Our equipment was never never we worked had appropriately. That uh, that enormous table was donated yeah. that would the top wasn't screwed on and everything. it could fall and kill you. <laughs> everything. I was terrified of children coming in the office because yeah. that table could kill the a child. The table was like five hundred pounds. Yeah, and so every, like that that's true. Like the furniture we had in here for the first five years. Yeah. Like I just upgraded the space what last right, year? Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. It it was like last year, okay, it's time to stop letting this place look like a dorm room. Yeah. And we got all well, because the Marcus slept here. Yeah, Marcus did sleep oh, here. And like when we had people in to help, they had <laughs> They'd to sleep come here in. too. They'd come in, Marcus come crawling out with like his blankie, like Linus. Um, yeah, I'd walk in in the morning and I'd be like, there's like three grown men sleeping here right now. <laughs> yeah. Remember that one day, like we like, I think we had a guest on or something and he was still in the room sleeping. Yeah. And we're like pounding on the door. He had locked it, I think maybe. And he like was not waking up and we're like, is this dude even alive? Yeah, we thought and he, he was died. like, oh, sorry, put it on my boost. Uh, yeah. Noise canceling headphones. I didn't hear in my alarm, and I'm yeah. like, "You goofball!" But he would stay up till like all hours of night editing stuff, and then just sleep on the right because we would just. Yeah. It was always this like responding, like something would happen, and we'd be like, "We need like you this guys content. would be like, we need content for this, we need content for this, we need to engage with this." And Marcus was camera, lighting, editing, ev post production, Audio. Uh, everything. It was all Marcus. We didn't have anybody here that was trained except for Marcus was the guy. And so like if it was like literally Apologia Studios was popping out stuff, responding to stuff, engaging with stuff. And Marcus, God bless him, was like in front of a computer all day long, all day long, like and, and uh, always working into the night hours, getting barely any sleep. He worked his tail off and it was with like nothing. And so, yeah, everything that was in here was all donated for the first five years at least. I might be totally wrong on that. What is that? Six years, seven years? Maybe it's six and a half, seven years. We've, we've had the studio going on eight years. There yeah. was, yeah, there was not for a very long time. There was not anything. The chairs extra. all broke. The chairs yeah. broke. Oh my How many chairs, chairs did Luke break? Luke would sit down, and I'll be in a meeting. Be like and afraid. Boom, it'd fall. 
I know. Synonym. Yeah, everything was donated Story here. The carpet looked like someone Not had thrown up all over it. Uh, 20 years ago, it was like, we didn't even have like a good looking, you walked in, it just was raggedy in here. Uh, but we fought and we, we fought to be faithful and to do what we could as faithfully as we could to make it look beautiful, to glorify God with it. And then we started getting people like Carmen. Carmen was like 15 and he started, he started out just cleaning up because he, he didn't know anything. <laughs> this was Carmen's job. Boop. He pushed start on the camera. And it's, okay. And follow Boop. Marcus around. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And now he makes amazing stuff. And so yeah, and and for for us, um Pastor Luke and I were so invested in this ministry of Apologia Studios that look, let me just sort of try to scare the pants off of anybody who's like, I feel like I'm called a vocational ministry. Uh, everything you saw from Apologia Studios, uh, all the time that took, it's a full-time job. Like our ministry as pastors, full-time job. Apologia Studios, full-time job. And Abortion Now, full-time job. And you got to spend all that. And I'm going to just say, like, we worked for nothing for Apologia Studios. For nothing. Yeah. It was about the ministry. So like this ministry starts and we were like, we got to pay our staff before we ever touch anything. Like they got to get taken care of. We need equipment before we ever get anything. And so years and years and years go by and you're doing it because you want to serve the Lord. You want to glorify God. You want to preach the gospel. And how'd you like to work a full-time job for many years and never get a dime? Would you like that? Because that is what vocational ministry can mm. look like. Um, well, I also, um, I think even just like in a practical sense, if we could talk about for a second, just the trial and error that went on, even just with getting equipment and using that equipment and then being like, mm, that's not really the equipment we need. And then having to get other stuff. And I, I think that sometimes uh, we, we get this email that's like, just tell me like how to start. And if I just do exactly what you say, it'll all fall together. But does it really work like that? And do you no. like, do you get to post, do you get to post, uh, so Jeff, I know like even like creatively, visually, you've always ha you've always had this vision for what you want all our stuff to look like. Yeah. And that wasn't always possible. Nope. And you still pressed go. You still pressed upload. So you have to be willing to do what you can and strive for something the first the first well look at this you can find the, the progression look at the first videos we uploaded they are oh hilarious gosh, okay hold on i'm gonna try to find one because okay you, oh yeah see if you you, can. you talk okay well so real quick because i'm getting a lot of questions about my shirt in the chat so okay this is our moses not mark's shirt which you can find at shop.apologiastudios.com <laughs> um but yeah, this is leftover from ReformCon. We still have a bunch. It's actually probably my favorite shirt we've done. And it was Jeff's idea on the fly. It happened organically. Very nice. On, on Apology Radio. I like, so. I like the, uh, the baseball. The baseball yeah, I love tea. it. It's super soft, too. And it doesn't say Moses, not Mary, as someone thought in the chat. So. <laughs> Which would also be appropriate. I mean, yeah, yeah we could maybe get behind that yeah. as well. Yeah, so. <laughs> but but um, yeah, there was, I think that that, um, I don't know, that... Uh, I think for even... <laughs> Sorry, I just thought of something. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, this video I think he's looking for, for years, for years, I would get, like, random phone calls or texts from people, and they'd be like, hey, <laughs> like, 
you know, and they like knew who I was, like from like other state. Like I'm like, how the heck did you get my phone number? You know, uh, scary. And it's because this original video, like we were so dumb and like nobody cared who we were. We're like, hey, here's my phone here's number, my cell phone number, and call my me. address. And so like we didn't even realize it for years. I kept getting calls, and I'm like, why are people finding my number? And then what video was, are you looking at? Is that the one you're looking for? Um, in front of the yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. And so we fixed it, but um, yeah, that's how. <laughs> You took all your personal information down. Finally. Well, we were so yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were so de- desperate yeah. to like get support and you know have opportunities, and we're like, hey, help! Here's my number. That's how desperate we were. Like, please call. Yeah. And, like, and there was like pictures. It was like our kids living in like homeless shelter. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you had them out there wrapped in a blanket. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, we. But there was a big deal when we upgraded to that camcorder. I mean, it wasn't even, this was before there was like 4K HD, like, you know, like 720 was like, whoa, you know what I right. mean? And so this is back in the day, like, this, that's how long we've been doing this. Like, it's not like we just, because anymore, you can like literally just set up a podcast at home. Like, it's nothing. Use your iPhone. And I was talking to somebody the other day about this. It's like, there's so many, I mean, in, in this, in especially within like christianity like the like the pool of christian podcasts has almost become watered down because it's so easy to do it like you know when we were first going like we were like way at the top of the charts all the time because there wasn't a lot right you know now it's like there's so many and it's so easy to do and it's so easy to have good quality um that you really got to be good at it or no one cares you have to compete yeah, no yeah. one cares if if it stinks. Did you find what you're? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna just get another minute. I'm gonna get to it, but uh, you you can go on and I'll I'll actually pull there's a few here. There's that bloopers one in there too. Remember the bloopers? Yeah, one? some of us um, looking for stuff like well, that. Well, so there's a. This is kind of a basic a basic question, and I'm just gonna read it right off of my my iPad. But um, it's a neat. It's a little bit of a softball, but I hope it it gets the point across that I'm trying to make. Um, should someone who is not able to, or who is unwilling to do quote unquote regular ministry, meaning not filmed, uh, or put on YouTube or in a podcast, uh, start a ministry? Should they? Is that the question? Yes. Well, again, it goes back to what I was saying earlier. Um, uh, do you have the support of your pastors? saying hey do this (laughs) you know what i mean right um i and some i saw after i said that i saw someone said is that a requirement and i would say absolutely there's too many because the pattern is laying on of hands yeah there's too many people and then and 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 we should specify like starting a ministry doesn't mean you're a pastor right right like there's all kinds of ministry opportunities we know all kinds of people that do ministry that aren't pastors right or even just people who do it full-time and are paid or yeah versus you know someone who's doing it when they can right exactly so like there's all kinds of different things you can do but you should always be under someone's accountability that's supporting you and under even under umbrella protection this is even like for our abortion mill ministry like we have people that come out um it's mostly our church members but we have people that come out that go to other churches and we get questions all the time like hey i want to come join you guys we're like great make sure that you're uh, your pastors know and that you're under their authority and, and protection. I mean, it, it's 
and when I say protection, like, you know, if something happens to you, like the abortion mill, for example, it can be a dangerous ministry. If something happens to you out there and you don't have anybody to protect you, like you're on your own, you know, so it's, it serves, it's a dual purpose. It's for accountability and protection. Um, and yeah, I mean, we've just seen so many guys over the years who like just aren't under anybody's accountability and they kind of flare up and then cause issues because they're just lone wolves like you know i was saying earlier and and then they eventually just disappear because they make people mad or whatever so like i don't know i'm rambling now but i don't know if that answered your question no 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 i think that's i i think that's good and i yeah i i yeah that's all a good um caution um and i think it's it's worth saying that yeah you won't uh, maybe just that you won't be able to just like step into what is happening here today or even oh, with yeah. an abortion now. You shouldn't want um, to. Yeah. And right. And th- so I think that's what I'm getting at is, um, is uh, yeah, if you have a desire to just ha- overnight have this enormous ministry with this huge reach that costs money to, uh, f- to produce and, and keep going um, there, there might be a, uh, maturity Mm. issue Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like just even your your ability to understand what it what it really is going to take and so um i guess and i had another question which i guess i could ask now which um is what i'm trying to think if i want to frame this in terms of like the early days which i don't know maybe the answer is kind of the same in the early days versus okay, now, on, but... I got, I got, I got oh, okay. I got it now. Okay, Gabe, can you give me a? Can you give me a video, Gabe? Okay, I want to answer a question real quick while you're pulling it up. Oh yeah. I want to clarify something because somebody said, "What? Uh, why would working alone automatically make a person a wolf?" Not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, I'm not talking about yeah. necessarily a theological or heretical wolf. I'm just saying lone wolf in that wolf lone wolves operate on their own. <laughs> they don't have anybody overseeing them and that's my point is um not necessarily that they become a it goes bad it goes it goes real bad real fast no accountability there's a lot of quote-unquote discernment ministries out there that have really no connection to the local church no authority over them from the local church and so if they go if they go off the rails and start doing things that they ought not to do there's no one really to put them into check and we've seen that a number of times uh, over the years with uh, discernment ministries and everything else of guys that are very passionate about truth. And so they set themselves up as leaders and they try to speak to these things. Obviously, you know, I want to believe the best about them that their motives are good and strong and healthy, but because you're alone and divorced from the local church with no authority over you, I mean, just say it goes bad. It just goes bad. You need the church and God puts the authority in the church in the way that he does for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the pattern in ministry is like you're within a church body and, and you're qualified. And there's people there who see that you're qualified. And there's accountability and there's laying on of hands. That's there's the ministry. Um, that's the pattern for ministry in our New Testament. And that's why um, even with the circumstances being what they were and the passion that we had for to care for the souls of these people at the hospital. Um, and even with people speaking into my life who were solid men, um, I wasn't going to make the move to plant Apologia Church on my lonesome. I wasn't going right. to declare myself to be a church planter and pastor. I, 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 was, I said to God, I'm not doing it unless these yeah. men in my life agree unanimously and lay hands on me. I won't go. 
Um, and I wouldn't have, I, I promise you, I would not have planned an apology at church without that behind me. And so, um, yeah, so I think that for us, we're very passionate about that. Uh, here is one of the first videos uh, on Apologia Studios. I'm Jeff Durbin, president of Apologia Christian Ministries, and this is Luke Pearson, our vice president. We want to thank you so much for watching us this evening. I know, seriously. We give you constant updates and, and uh, blogs on what we're doing up here at the Temple in Mesa, Arizona. And I want you to stay tuned to see how you can get use the tools that we're giving you out here to reach out to those that with love of Christ. I think your your phone number is still in this video. Is it really? All right, so <laughs> I'm not going to play it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip ahead. Actually, hold on. I want you guys to, to see. We need to fix this. That. This. Uh, yeah. Nope. I haven't. This is. Uh, yeah. Don't find this video, guys. Don't be calling Luke. He ain't gonna uh, like that. Tech team, uh, fix that, please. Um, so uh, look, the, the the joy was saying like what you want versus what you can I mean, what do. What is happening uh, right that's, now? What is going on, dude? That's my work, man. I was putting in work. <laughs> That's my work right there. So, okay, this is... Uh, Those check. Christmas lights look like something's exploding. Check it out. <laughs> check it out. I mean, this was, a, this was a big deal for us. Yeah. Oh, snap. Oh, Luke's stepping out. Luke's stepping out. Look at us. Yeah, look at that. That's our youth group. Is that Joy right there? Yeah. Well, yeah, Jessica's in the white, but yeah. I'm right next to her. Look at us walking up. Look at the lighting, too. Look at that. Can't even see the faces. Good work. I mean, it's just straight shadows. And we're evangelizing some young Mormons there. So, uh, so yeah, that's that's where we came from. And that was the step up from just the black screen with <laughs> the audio. The yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just the audio. And then, uh, yeah, and so, like, we, we just were more like plod. Be faithful, plod. And we know what we're aiming at, what we want to get, but you you don't have that right now. God didn't give it to you. So be faithful and plod. And uh, that was sort of how our mindset was like faithfulness first, faithfulness first, and then you'll get charge over the bigger things. Mm. And so it was like, here's God's like, here, here for this audio recorder. See what you do with that. Okay. Right. All right. Then it was like, hey, we got a camcorder. And then it was like, hey, we actually have a digital camera and a guy that can run it. And then it was like, next step, next step, next mm-hmm. step. And we, it was always about investing. And so it was like, let's hold as much as we can in reserve so that we can invest in the next step. And it was, it's always been like that. Okay, we can buy this equipment now. Like right. we've, we've been saving this money for three years. We can buy this equipment now to do more beautiful things mm-hmm. for the Lord. And, uh, and I would just say, like, there's been big improvements over the last year and a half here at Apologia Studios, but we're not even where we want to be yet. Right. There's still more we actually have a goal for. Um, and we're getting there, but it's just been like, plod, be faithful. The whole way through is faithfulness first, and then God will give you charge over the bigger things. Yeah. So that's just our mindset. It's like, well, this is what's in front of you. Be faithful. Don't compromise. Do the work to the glory of God. And then you'll get the other stuff. Right. So um, I'm going to use the bathroom. You guys okay. talk okay. amongst yourselves. Um, yeah, I was going to say that, and maybe Jeff can, we'll ask him again when he gets back. But um, uh, I was just going to ask about um, what, so I guess now and back when you guys were, I mean, just like kind of unending levels of work and 
unending ministry and everything just kind of blurred together and getting money where you could and all that stuff. What, um, I'm trying to think of the best way to, okay. So maybe it's not what you did personally, but what if someone who is in the thick of it in that situation, Mm. what is your recommendation for like, like what were you guys doing in your own lives in terms of discipleship and, um, like reading the word and, Mm. and, and, and would you caution someone who's unable to be in obviously we already you already caution someone who's unable to be in accountability yeah to be in ministry but um like what what kinds of things would you recommend someone be doing first before they try to jump off the cliff like you guys did or what were you guys doing or yeah were there failures or um so i mean as far as like study because that was one of the questions you had right like yeah i mean that's a big part of it too is you have to especially if you're doing like an evangelism ministry and i think someone even yeah right there someone yeah i was you know i think jeff would respond to that but uh yeah yeah so i i mean a lot of it again is just because we were already doing the work you know what i mean so a lot of it is just practice, yeah. you know, learning how to shepherd people and learning how to evangelize and learn how to teach. It's just practice. Um, you, you hone those skills that God's given you. Um, and so a lot of it was just, we were already doing the work and we just happened to start recording stuff, which is kind of what launched a lot of it. But um, so just being faithful in and already doing those things. Um, and then, you know, like, finding time to study when you can i mean that is a bonus of having everything on audio now like yes my wife and my kids like i'm constantly listening to some podcasts or a sermon like no matter what i'm doing making breakfast i'm doing dishes i'm cleaning i'm getting ready i'm working out i'm whatever i'm listening to something so i'm constantly you know filling my brain with stuff and trying to learn and, and grow and um, cause it can be hard, especially like early on when you're working 15 jobs, like it's hard to find time to sit down and, and, you know, get into the word sometimes. Um, and you know, preparing to teach you force yourself to, and that's one reason, one reason why we have the guys that we're raising up here, like we have them in rotation to teach on Thursdays. Right. So we're forcing them to sit down and hone those skills and get into the word or a book we're doing or whatever, like. Um, so to, even just trying to find that time sometimes is, is difficult and especially in our culture. Um, and so I don't know if I answered your question. I don't feel like I'm rambling again, but there's, there's so many things. I mean, there's so many thoughts I could respond to, but yeah. So, I mean, basically just, it, it's another, I guess, um, what I'm hearing is it's another application of just extreme discipline um when it comes to <laughs> yes that, actually that's what I, yes thank you that reminded me what i was gonna say is um I, i've been having this conversation quite often recently actually but um i feel like people our age ish are like the la- have like the last positive effects of like the greatest generation <laughs> you know like and and what i mean is like just something needs to get done you just do it you don't yeah. whine and complain about it. Something needs to get done. You just get it done. You know what I mean? Right. 
and there's like so many i feel like there's so many people you know in younger generations that just they just want everything given to them well or even i guess like work for stuff like some of what i hoped that this would help maybe some people that are listening um is the i've heard it called like paralysis of the analysis like Hmm. trying to figure out how to start and then just never starting because Mm. you don't know how to make it all perfect the first time you You do it right it's just like getting married well you're not you're not you don't go into marriage like having marriage perfected it's you learn on well people sure are trying (laughs) well (laughs) they're sure spending a lot of time cohabitating before they get married that's true (laughs) and that doesn't work either (laughs) right yeah, I, I could prove what I'm going to say with biblical principle um, in the book of Proverbs. I could, in terms of working for things, not being a sluggard, in terms of the teaching of Jesus, like don't bury your gold sort of a thing. Yeah. Yeah. Could, what you're aiming at in terms of like the paralysis of the analysis is like never really working, never really getting the job done because you're just thinking, you're planning const- constantly to planning, do something. Thinking. Or, and, and let's be honest, I think a lot of times people don't actually do what they ought to do or what they're gifted to do because they're scared. There's fear of what's going to happen when I take that step. So one of the things I constantly say to the team here is we come out with ideas to serve the Lord. This needs to be done. We could bless the church with this. We can do this content. We can do this, this thing, these things to, to really help to change the world with the gospel. And we throw all those things out as a team. And what I always say is I say, stop dreaming, do it. Mm -hmm. And so I always say to the team, I don't want to hear uh, the the dreams what we could do I want to if that's if that's what we need to do for the Lord then let's have it by next Friday and that's what I always say like don't don't dream about it for for six months let's put it into place and let's start to work towards it and actually make it happen mm-hmm. uh, and so so yeah can I show you one more thing yeah, yeah. okay this will bless you guys this is the New oh Year's goodness. Eve lock-in. Pa- I'll say this. Oh Pastor Luke and I ran the best youth group in the history of youth groups. Is that me? I'm confident. I, I This is the Hold this on, is where I, I got know. the scars this night, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It is. When you hit yeah. your head. It is. The... This yep. is. That was it. This is our youth group. We ran it. This is before Paul we f- Apologia. This is... Yeah. This is before Apologia. We, we fed these kids... So this video was created while Luke and I are running the youth ministry and everything oh, else man. before we actually planted Apologia Church. This is what we were up to. One of the things we were up to was our youth group. We fed these kids. We taught these kids. We brought these kids out to do evangelism. Uh, there's Cheryl. Look at Cheryl. Oh. That was Luke's wife. There's the bear. Look at that baby beard. That, I know. You had, you, had, you had recently shaved the beard. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. You hadn't grown one yet. No. Nope. I know. You're run to talk. It, no, it couldn't come yet. It oh, was like... Man. It couldn't come yet. Yeah. <laughs> getting to Luke is... Uh, I actually started growing a beard when I got around Luke. His testosterone... Wore off on wore, you. Yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That little... Uh... I got a contact beard. I'm playing this through because there's a part coming up soon... It was one of the most treacherous things that Luke has ever done to me, ever. There's two of my karate students oh, yeah. doing backflips. Um, it was one of the most evil things Luke has ever done to me in the history of our relationship. It took me weeks to recover emotionally from it. Well, this is long buildup I have here. have never given me that. Oh, That's there's Josh. Look at that. Okay, so let's see here. 
Let me get ahead to look at oh, there you go. Oh, Luke, dang, Luke, oh, Luke, Luke on that bass. I bet Clapping you. I bet you singing. I bet you got no shoes on. I bet you you're barefoot. <laughs> Slapping that bass with them stinker toes. <laughs> I did not play the bass with my toes. Look at him. I like my music selection. Uh, uh, you, know that, you know that I picked it. Yep. One hundred percent. Cheryl singing away. Like the color choice I made for this. Yeah, yeah. A little sepia tone. Sepia, yeah. Yeah. Or good nope. shot of my neck. <laughs> neck <laughs> shot. Probably right, like, right. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> he was trying to go through the beard. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. There. Teaching the youth. Okay. Hold on. Let's get ahead here to. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, dang. This is fantastic. Now listen to what I said here. Listen to what I said here. Listen one more time what I, I said here. I forgot about this. Look. Look what I said. I want you to hear it. Look, look what I said. I knew something was going to happen. Hopefully Luke doesn't take advantage. That was your first okay. mistake. Don't shoot my neck. Don't shoot my neck. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I will go ahead and announce, yes, that is me wearing an Elvis costume. With paint trays underneath. Uh, yes, a fat Elvis costume with paint trays to block the unbelievably high-powered paint gun i it was like at the highest setting it was cold too which didn't help he just kept saying don't shoot my neck get in there you gotta go farther back that's too close okay no no this is before the paint trees i think like midway i think you added the paint trees after don't shoot me yet. Okay, we'll pull those cement things out for the marker. I'm not ready yet. Okay. <laughs> Don't you dare shoot me yet. Luke, don't shoot me. Okay, don't shoot my legs. You're like so funny. Ready? Don't shoot my neck either. Shoot my belly. You ready? <laughs> <laughs> it really hurt bad. Every one of those felt like a real bullet. Every single one of them. Oh, I got you on the top of the head, didn't I? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> Moral story is never trust water. me with a paintball gun. <laughs> 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 oh. Oh. I felt like someone hit me with a hammer in the head. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Okay, so <laughs> just wanted to show that because it came up. Yeah. Yep, I did it. What was... Well, why did you do that again? That was like one of those like classic youth pastor moments. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know why you did that, if actually. you guys can wash twenty five cars at the car wash, I'll let you and... shoot me with a paintball gun. <laughs> yeah, something like something that. Like yeah, that. yeah. Uh, uh, we got in so much trouble too. Like we did. We got in so much trouble. Like, uh, I mean. <laughs> We really did. Like we, we had this massive space, and we would turn all the lights out yeah. at night. And I remember, like the elders were like, "Do you need anything for youth group? Like, do you need anything?" And I was like, "Uh, smoke machines." <laughs> and they were like, "Smoke machines." I was like, "Some strobe lights." And Not were, like, like in like a glory cloud kind of way. Like, they were like, <laughs> it was for the game." Yeah. They were like for worship. I was like, that. "No, not not for worship." And they were like, "For what?" I was like. Eh, mm stuff we're doing like and so like we had the whole church to ourselves and it was massive 
it had like two whole sides to it, yeah. where, warehouses kind mm-hmm. of things. And uh, we put the smoke machines, fog machines in the hallways. Yep. We turned the strobe lights on behind them and we turned all the lights out. So it's pitch black with smoke everywhere. And we would do uh, capture the flag mm-hmm. in um, this whole place. It was massive. We got we got injured so many times. Fire fire department came once because we set the smoke detectors off in the in the church. Um, I got I got in a lot of trouble. Uh, I got in a lot of trouble for the games that we played <laughs> because people were getting injured and yeah, yeah. it's yeah. But it was good. Luke included. It was good yeah. for them. For them. I did. I was cheating, and I got... yeah, you kind of. Walked right. right into it. You walked right into the cross, <laughs> the very thing our Lord died so on we, for sin, and it was a reminder. Th- look we what your sin has cost. Flag, pitch black, uh, strobe lights, smoke machines, and the center line was like the back of the stage, and I started on the other side of the line in the dark, and within like two minutes of you yelling "go," I walked right into the butt end of the cross and busted my eye open. And then I was like, wait, time out, time out, I'm bleeding, blah, blah, blah. And then, then people were like, wait, how did you run into the cross? How were you already you, on the side? Like, Shoot. Yes, I was cheating and the cross got me. <laughs> yep, yep. Now I have a scar. I'm scarred for life. Yeah. The moral of the story is don't cheat or make sure the cross is laying down first. Hey, look what I found. <laughs> or go to a, go to a, look what I found. a church that observes the I've... 2CV violation and doesn't have any crosses I anywhere. found... October 12th, this was like sh- very shortly after we st- uh, started. There's not many videos in the channel. October the 12th, where did I just had it? Where'd it go? October the 12th, 2012, Sean McCraney, guest speaker at Apology oh. Church. Oh, dang, wow. Yeah. Well, the proof that he was... Wait, what year was that? That was t- 2012. October 12th, wow. 2012, Sean McCraney. That's when he was a professing believer doing ministry to Mormons, and now the man is a uh, cult leader apostate denies all the essentials of the Christian faith. And uh, yeah, there he is right there. Mm. There's that video. Wow. It's, it's, we already turned it off. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's, it's already off. Oh, okay. Good. So they can't, you just, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess I don't really, I don't know what, what, where we, are we at on time? We're way over. But okay. I was going to say we're way over. So if you want to respond super to chat, yeah, do you wanna- super chat, super chats. Thank you everybody for doing the super chats. I hope the show was a blessing to you guys today. Um, it's good to do shows like this from now, now and then. Well, and I ho- like I and I understand. I think maybe even there's some people that still will like see the title and they'll still be like, "Oh, but I have so many specific questions." And yeah, this is kind of one of those like let the listener understand mm-hmm. that while it might seem like we're like rehashing old times or something, there is really some good applicable things work to be learned do the work, <laughs> work i guess work work I, work, work. <laughs> <laughs> do the work for the lord plod be faithful faithfulness is uh faithfulness is the key don't compromise be faithful in the small things god gives you charge over the big things and work 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 labor for the lord and do it unto the lord don't do it on demand don't do it for don't do it for the stuff on the other end do it for the glory of god do it for him enzo first of all sean paradise thank you for that blessing brother um we appreciate you very much uh enzo i'm a student at gcu grand canyon university come on over we got all kinds of gcu in we do we have a lot of people from gcu at apologia uh just across the street from me is a jw church jehovah's witnesses i want to have a better conversations with them but don't know a lick of greek where should i start in addressing them 
Um, I would say you do not need to have um, a full understanding of the Greek language to do evangelism to Jehovah's Witnesses. You need to focus in upon the key issues of the faith related to our conflict with the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. Who is Jesus and what is the gospel? Those are the questions to ask when you're dealing with any cultist is who is Jesus? What is the gospel? And so in terms of um, solid resources, I really... I uh, think getting the Kingdom of the Cults by Dr. Walter Martin uh, would be very beneficial for you to understand a quick snapshot of the history of the Bible, the Watchtower Bible and Tract Society. It's a fantastic resource you should have in your libraries. Uh, Dr. Walter Martin was a gift to the Christian Church. Kingdom of the Cults, get that. The section in there on the Jehovah's Witnesses, I think, is the longest if I'm remembering correctly. Um, and so I'd also go to uh, check out some stuff online from Dr. James White, one of our pastors in uh, his evangelism yep. and outreach to the Jehovah's Witnesses. He actually just did an episode of The Dividing Line on the Jehovah's Witnesses, oh, I think about two weeks ago. So go to Alpha and Omega Ministries on YouTube. Uh, also go to aominmin.org for uh, just a host of those resources with Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, and you can also uh, watch d- debates with Dr. White and Jehovah's Witnesses. We have some as well. If you look up Jeff Durbin, Jehovah's Witnesses, there's a few videos we have up as well dealing with the Jehovah's Witnesses. Um, if you wanted to start studying New Testament Greek, you are living in the greatest time ever to do so. There are online programs for Koine Greek, New Testament Greek online. You can do them from the comfort of your own home. You can do them at your leisure. Um, uh, Mounts has some great resources, M-O-U. N-S or C-E, Mounts, uh, Basics to Biblical Greek. You can get uh, the flashcards. You can get the whole set, flashcards, DVD, probably download now. Probably just download the video now. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking back in the day, you got DVDs. Uh, you got book, workbook. You got the flashcards. You got um, the video training you can do as well. Uh, it's all there. Uh, mounts. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, uh, you can. some of these seminaries today, Christian seminaries have their uh, their Greek courses online for you to take online. It would help. It would help, but it's not necessary yeah, for you to that, yeah. not necessary for you to have a uh, full understanding of the Greek language to be able to evangelize Jehovah's Witnesses. Not at all. Um, and I think that Doctor White may have written something on the Jehovah's Witnesses and engaging with Jehovah's Witnesses. If he has, I'd encourage you to get that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I, that's a good starting point and uh, focus on Christ and the gospel. And uh, that's where you should aim with Jehovah's Witnesses. So AR500 and NSA. Thank you guys to our, our sponsors, AR500 and NSA. Actually, it's, we don't call it AR500 anymore. It's the Armored Republic. Armored Republic, NSA.edu. Thank you guys so much for watching. We're going to be back next week with some... Uh, uh, will Actually, we? we won't be. Well, we won't be. We won't be. We're going to be in Kentucky. Yeah. Well, you'll be on your way to Mississippi. Mississippi. The old Mississippi. The The old Miss. miss. The old uh, man. I'll be on my way back from Canham, Tucky. That's right. That's right. Hey, everybody. Thank you guys for your support. I'm going to be in Kentucky. We hope to see you there. January 25th, 11 a.m., Creation Museum. Pastors all across Kentucky, come join us. If you have a pastor in Kentucky, tell your pastor to come join us. Send him. Send him. Or it's, Ohio or Indiana. It's very close to both of those. Close. And we also have, on, uh, we're working with believers who have a bill going into Indiana as well. So yeah. lots happening this year, guys. Join us in this fight. Endabortionnow.com is where you guys go. Go there. Support us. That's Luke the Bear. Peace out. That's Joy the Girl. Yeah. I'm the Ninja. I'll catch you next week.